Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Pay-Per-View, where I review the papers and big headlines over the week and place events and headlines in their true context in a weekly podcast. Pay-Per-View, available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, and the host website, Podomatic. And the first subject this week is Brexit. This is in the Express. I want to throw you off this fucking bridge. Remainer threatens Brexit protester. The Brexit protester had been holding signs over a bridge to drivers when he was threatened by a furious Remainer who claimed he was damaging the country more than Hitler. The Remainer then attempted to grab the Brexit protester in his sign, which resulted in a standoff with the pair hurling insults at one another. Off camera, the attacker could be heard saying, I feel like throwing you off this fucking bridge. The furious Remainer then approached the Brexit protester and the pair scuffled as the protester held onto the bridge. The woman recording then began screaming as the aggressor began to walk off towards the end of the bridge. She then informed the man that he is being recorded and threatened to call the police if he does anything further. The abuser then walked towards the two Brexiteers and threatened to throw the woman off the bridge as well. The Brexit protester and the man began trading vulgar insults in a tense standoff. The Remainer said, You lot are doing more damage to this country than Hitler did. You're a traitor to this country. So many people died in the war that we needed a united Europe. The Brexiteer denied all the claims of the Remainer and argued back as the standoff intensified. The furious man continued, You were ignorant racists. Get off my bridge. It was my bridge. I was born here. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know a thing. The Brexit protester was asked how he was by the woman behind the camera and insisted he was fine as the man had just attempted to grab him around the ribs. Despite the referendum result being announced almost three years ago, tensions between Remainers and Brexiteers remained high. Theresa May today announced that it was possible for Article 50 to be extended despite weeks of saying she was certain the UK would be leaving the EU with or without a deal on March 29th. This comes after the Labour Party and Jeremy Corbyn explained that they would be supporting a second referendum. Both U-turns from party leaders both U-turns from party leaders resulted in fierce criticism from both sides of the Brexit debate as the UK's future still remains uncertain. Well I've talked about Brexit in episodes 13, 18, 23, 24, 30 and 48. It's not a mess because of incompetence it's a mess by design because the political class and obviously the eurocrats don't want britain to leave the european union the whole point of the european union is to be a means of centralizing power into the hands of a tiny few people who themselves are subordinate to a world government dictating through the unions to different parts of the world because there's already an African Union there's designed to be unions for different parts of the world and that's the means through which the world government will dictate to the world so the idea is to go on absorbing more and more countries not to have any leave especially not one as globally significant as Britain and with the trading power of Britain and Brexit being a mess serves as a warning to people in other European countries lest they get any ideas. This is why we're told to fear a no-deal Brexit, because they don't want it. The trick is to get people to wait for you to get a deal, thus delaying Brexit, and wait for you to do what you want, with much less resistance than if the people wanted a no-deal. We're seeing divide and rule everywhere now, and every tyranny must divide and rule to survive and succeed. You can't divide and rule harmony. Where would you start? 
you have to break up the harmony by getting people to categorize everyone as members of a group. And then you can play off the identity groups against each other. While people play identity politics and perceive everything from their identity's perspective, in other words, their group-think perspective, we can only live in a tyranny. And this is where political correctness comes in. Because what one identity group demands is imposed on everyone else, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's based on facts or not. If the identity group is higher in the PC pyramid hierarchy, which I talk about in episodes 13 and 15, then what the identity group demands goes. Also, people are no longer making decisions based on what's right, be that factually or morally. They're making decisions based on identity. And as we look at society, there's different ways people are divided. One of the longest running divisions is religion, if not the longest. Different religious followers played off against each other because they all believe their God is the only God and the right God just because of what one guy in a religious place of worship reads out of one book, which is ludicrously claimed to be everything you need to know on which to base your religious belief. A book written by who knows who, who knows when, and in who knows what circumstances, and changed endless times between the original point of writing to modern day. So at each point through history, the religious followers are told to believe the latest version as if it's the absolute truth. This allows for more divide and rule. This reminds me of a quote from Ricky Gervais talking about people in religious families where he says, isn't it funny how you're always born to the right God? And of course, that's a very astute observation because your religious family's chosen religion invariably tends to be your religion. And if you were born in another part of the world to another religious family, you would follow a different religion, and that would be the right God. So wherever you are, whatever religion you're born into or you find later in life, is always the right God, no matter where you're born. And if you were born in a different part of the world, you worship a different God, and that would be the right God. Still, whatever people think of Ricky Gervais, he's one of the very few comedians who refuse to allow political correctness to ruin their comedy and in fact Ricky Gervais speaks out against political correctness I saw his show Humanity on Netflix which was very funny and makes some great points about free speech and political correctness another one of the longest if not the longest running divisions is race people divided against each other either because someone's got more or less pigmentation in their skin or because they or their family or ancestors were not born on the same piece of land. Another form of racism now involves political correctness and the PC pyramid hierarchy, and that is a tax on the white male. The white male is at the bottom of the PC pyramid and gets basically no protection from the PC brigade. Males in particular are being targeted at this time, and I explain that in more detail in episode 40. Another long-running division is class. Different income brackets, not so much played off against each other as only seeing their interests as what matters rather than seeing everyone as equal which in terms of the agenda for the world the direction of the world we all are equal because it is designed to be imposed on everyone when i talk more about the structure of society for the agenda in episode four talked about it other times as well but especially episode four where 
class will cease to exist. A more recent division brings us back to males again, that of men and women being divided because of some men's concern at potentially being accused of sexual harassment if they say or do the wrong thing, and some women's mistaken belief through constantly hearing about it that a man has in fact said or done the wrong thing to them and it was sexual harassment. This massively increased in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein scandal, which I talk about in episode 27. There is genuine sexual harassment, but it's being exploited to silence people and divide and rule men and women. Another recent divide and rule is vaccinated and unvaccinated. I talk about vaccines in episode 44, part 2. People say, your child's a danger to my child. Well, if your child's vaccinated, then they should be immune to the disease another child could give them. That's the whole point, isn't it? The vaccine can't be that effective if just being next to someone who's not vaccinated could give the child the disease. Social media is another recent divide and rule. People divided on opinion and getting into Twitter storms and arguments with each other because they're so mature and intelligent, they can't just accept that other people have other opinions to them, so they have to argue. They can't debate because debate requires intelligence and reasoned argument, neither of which they have. They're not debating, they're just reacting. So instead of reason argument, they just do argument. Donald Trump is another point of division between those who love Trump and those who hate him. Trump, to an extent, has generated the progressive, fascistic, mob mentality of the new fake liberal left. Not the traditional left, but the fake liberal left. Because they so oppose Trump in certain policies of his, like his anti-abortion policy and his anti-migration policy and promising to build a war, which has still not been built yet by the way, because political candidates can say one thing while they're running for office and then do what they like once they get in power. And Trump is a great means of generating hatred and divide and rule. And now we come to the most recent divide and rule, which is Brexit. Of course, what this article is about. Leave and remain voters divided and ruled against each other, both of whom believe one has ruined the other's future, and Brexit combines two points of division in one, as another division is old against young, where the young, often clueless and many of them progressive or regressive, and a lot of them Corbyn and Labour Party supporters, not all of them of course, but some of them, are saying the old have ruined their future by voting leave when in fact many of the old have lived long enough to have been around before the EU and can see how the EU started and what it's become and the impact it's had on their country and so for that reason they voted to leave. Brexit has betrayed the lack of respect for democracy that clearly many people in this country have and in terms of the Brexit negotiations the political class have. They respect democracy as long as it goes their way and the thinking is... I'm right. So because I'm right, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And because I'm right and everybody else must therefore be wrong, I have to impose my belief on everyone else because I'm right. So what does it matter what anyone else thinks? If we're going to resist the agenda for the world in society, then we need to come together and drop the irrelevant points of division, which only serve to divide and rule all of us into a 
society of total control and the end of freedom, which is planned for all of us. And the next subject this week is transgender. This is in the Daily Mail. BBC in no platform row after axing a guest from discussion on transgender athletes after a trans panelist branded the women's campaign group to the KKK and refused to appear alongside her. The BBC has become embroiled in a no platform row after producers axed a feminist guest when a transgender activist refused to appear on a show with her. Nicola Williams from Fair Play Women was invited on Stephen Nolan's show to discuss controversial comments made by tennis star Martina Navratilova. But the feminist campaigner says her invitation was swiftly withdrawn after her organisation was branded like the Ku Klux Klan, according to the Times. Rachel McKinnon, a transgender world cycling champion and activist, refused to appear on the show alongside her and said her organisation led a smear campaign against me and other trans women athletes. Transgender. People have always got shortened words, haven't they? In a series of tweets before the show, Dr. McKinnon wrote, I will not participate in the discussion panel that takes them seriously and gives them a platform. Would you expect a black person to actively debate a KKK member on civil rights? That's analogous to what you're asking me. If that's what the BBC thinks is the other side of this debate, then there's no debate. She added, asking me to debate transphobic organisations like Fair Play for Women is like asking an astronaut to debate flat earthers. Well, you see, this is what happens. If you're not confident enough of your view and if you can't win the debate you don't have the debate fair play for women a feminist campaign group opposed the rush to reform transgender laws and women being called transphobic for simply asking questions dr williams claimed she was soon contacted by a bbc producer who told her the invitation had been withdrawn but was offered a right to reply later in the show the bbc's editorial guidelines say that guests do not have the right to stop other panelists from appearing on shows or in discussions BBC said Dr. Williams' invitation had not been withdrawn and that she had instead been asked to appear later on the show, according to the Times. BBC spokeswoman told the newspaper, We invited Dr. Williams to appear on the programme and after initially agreeing to join us at a later point in the show, she subsequently declined. The offer remains open. Navratilovas claim transgender women in sport are cheating unless they have irreversible surgery to change their anatomy. Correct. The nine times Wimbledon champion, 62, says she is happy to address transgender athletes by whichever pronoun they desire, but would not be happy to compete against them unless they had fully transitioned. Well, I can understand transgender people wanting to be addressed in a certain way, but there's two points here. One, the more minute of identity is created, the more potential for divide and rule, as I was talking about with the last article, and don't tell me what words I have to use and try to change the language for how I have to address you because it's not going to happen. The article goes on. Now, Rakalova also had a furious Twitter row with transgender female cycling champion Rachel McKinnon at the end of last year. Writing in the Sunday Times this weekend, she said, to put my argument at its most basic, a man can decide to be female, take hormones if required by whatever sporting organisation, win everything in sight and perhaps earn a small fortune and then reverse his decision and go back to making babies. It's insane and it's cheating. She makes a critical distinction between transgender women like McKinnon who take hormones and former tennis player Renee Richards who was born Richard Raskind and had gender reassignment surgery. Navratilova says she supports Castor Semenya, the intersex South African runner born a woman but with naturally high testosterone levels. Czech-born Navratilova's campaign widely for LGBT rights after coming out as a lesbian in 1981 and being faced with mass homophobic abuse. 
but in an opinion piece for the Sunday Times, she hit out at the tyranny of transgender activists who she claims denounce anyone who argues against them. The tennis coach says even if transgender women have hormone therapy, they still have stronger muscles and bones and have higher levels of oxygen carrying red blood cells from childhood. Her first attack on transgender tyranny came in December 2018 when she wrote on Twitter, you can't proclaim yourself a female and be able to compete against women. She was called out by McKinnon, a Canadian academic who was the first transgender woman to win a female world cycling title. McKinnon, 35, still has her male anatomy, but has lived as a woman since he was 29. She accused Navratilova of transphobia and demanded an apology. The cyclist wrote afterwards, I still can't believe she said this to me of all people. Well, that's a lot more mild than I would have replied, to say the least. The simple fact is this. If transgender women, in other words, either men who've just decided they're women off the top of their head because they feel that they're in the wrong body or they bought into the propaganda all around us for transgender and fluid gender, or men who've transitioned to a woman but still have obviously physical aspects of a male body and strength of a male body, are allowed to compete in women's sport, then there is no women's sport. Men have genetically stronger bodies than women. Male athletes have much stronger bodies than women athletes. These are facts. It's the reluctance of people either to face facts or state facts or both, which has created the post-fact society we now live in, which gives rise to situations like this. When facts don't matter, you live in a tyranny where anything goes as long as it supports or does not hinder the tyranny and the politically correct orthodoxy. And that's where we are now. It's just a matter of extent and how long we put up with it and people who say that's exaggeration well clearly it's not because transgender women either many have just decided they're women or many transition but still have physicality of a man's body are allowed to compete in women's sport if we were not in the tyranny in the post-fat society i've just talked about that would not happen it has one question i've got why participate why bother participating you're participating against someone in the male body who's genetically stronger than you. You're almost certainly not going to win. I mean, I wonder who's going to win the weightlifting. In your effort to improve yourself to compete, you're only going to run the risk of overexerting your body eventually and training yourself to a level you don't need to. What's the point in competing? What's the point in trying to reach a level where you run the risk of overexerting your body just to try to keep up when you're almost certainly not going to anyway? The way to change this situation is for the women to refuse to compete until the law is changed. Refuse to compete in a blatantly rigged competition which could end up damaging you physically in the end, potentially. This is the PC hierarchy again, which I talk about just now with the last article. Women with feminism get a certain level of protection and support from the PC brigade. But because transgender are a minority, much smaller, they get more support. This is how they've been allowed to compete in women's sport and start to destroy women's sport. The transgender campaigners talk about fairness and equality. They want fairness and equality on their terms, for them only. What they mean is, whatever they say goes, under the umbrella of inclusion and equal representation. But that's just slogans. What they mean is tyranny. They talk about fairness and equality when they're destroying both. And whenever there's anything happening, or that could happen, which the transgender lobby disagree with. Notice I say transgender lobby, because it's not, to a large extent, genuine transgender people behind this. It's people on their behalf, as it often is with political correctness. 
but whenever anything happens or could happen which the transgender lobby disagree with there's always threats from the transgender lobby threats because they care about freedom and equality you see i've got another question where are the organizations representing and overseeing women's sport why are they not calling this out and ruling that transgender women or anyone with a male body aspects of a male body cannot compete in women's sport they're supposed to make those decisions it may well be that they don't want to be seen as politically incorrect so they say nothing and allow it to continue while claiming to be representing and overseeing women's sport the only way this is going to change is if people stop basing their decisions and statements or lack of them not on what is politically correct but what is correct what is right from the perspective of facts common sense and basic right and wrong so that's it for part one there's plenty more to come in part two <laughs>